Do you feel overwhelmed by the noise and hustle of the Christmas season? Do you worry that your kids are missing the whole point of Christmas? In this episode, my special guest and I talk about ways to keep Christ at the center of Christmas. Welcome to episode 12 of the Family Bible Connection podcast with Laurie Christine. Hey mama, do you ever feel inadequate to teach your kids about God? Do they have questions about the Bible that you don't know how to answer? Do you want to have family devotions, but you're just not sure where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Family Bible Connection, a community of moms who desperately need Jesus for every step of our parenting journey. We want our kids to know the Bible and grow in their love for God and others. We want to prepare our kids to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. Through devotional resources, family routines, and Bible study, I will teach you how to create a Christ-centered culture in your home. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know for many of us, our Thanksgiving celebrations may look a little bit different this year, but if you are still looking for some fun, meaningful activities to do with your kids, feel free to go back and listen to the past few episodes of the Family Bible Connection. But today, we're actually not going to talk about Thanksgiving. We are going to be talking about Christmas. So let me see a show of hands. Have you started to decorate yet? I feel like each year we get our Christmas decorations out just a little bit earlier. And at the time of this recording, it is the week before Thanksgiving, actually just a few days away. And we have already decorated. We decided to get out our decorations yesterday and the kids were so excited to help me unpack the boxes. And we'll probably wait to get our tree until after Thanksgiving. Um, So I used to be a firm believer in no Christmas until after Thanksgiving, but my convictions have changed over the years, especially when Thanksgiving is so late in the month of November. I just feel like we get a little short change with Christmas sometimes. So anyway, whether or not you have started to decorate, I'm sure you've at least started thinking about Christmas. So how are you feeling? Does it overwhelm you? Is Christmas an exciting time for your family or is it kind of stressful or maybe some of both? I know as moms, we often feel pressure to make our Christmas celebrations perfect, as if we stepped into a Norman Rockwell painting. But let me assure you, there is no pressure to do all the things or to make Christmas a fairy tale experience for your kiddos. Now, if that's what you want to do and that's what you love to do, then by all means, go for it. But if it stresses you out to think about coordinating fun Christmas activities for every day of the month, then you have permission to only do what is most meaningful for your family. There's no need to compare yourself to what everybody else is doing. So when I share ideas with you here on the Family Bible Connection, please don't feel like you have to do all the things. I just want to provide you with some options and some resources and most of all, some encouragement. And through all of the activities and events and traditions, the most important thing is to continually point our kids to Christ and help them remember that he is the whole reason that we celebrate Christmas in the first place. So today I have a special guest with me who is going to help us think a little bit more deeply about how we can create a Christ-centered Christmas in our homes. She is the author of three books and mother to three boys. She weaves strands of history, theology, and fictional detail into a fresh retelling of familiar Bible stories. She draws upon her bachelor's degree in biblical studies to drape the fabric of fiction over the framework of scripture. I am excited to welcome Shauna Lettler to the Family Bible Connection podcast. Hi, Shauna. 
Welcome to the Family Bible Connection Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here visiting with you. Well, we are so excited to have you here with us today. And we are talking about creating a Christ-centered Christmas in our homes. It's hard to believe that Christmas is only a few weeks away. So we want to just talk a little bit about what it looks like to create a Christ-centered culture in our home around the holidays. I know that so often during this holiday season, we can get distracted with everything that is going on, and it's so easy to lose sight of the whole reason that we're celebrating Christmas in the first place. So we're excited to talk to you. And before we get into our discussion about Christmas, just tell us a little bit about your family, your background, just... um just introduce yourself to to our listeners real quick. Okay. Well, I'm Shauna Lettler, and my name is much easier to s- say than it is to spell. <laughs> um, I'm the I have been married to Kurt for 23 years, and we have three sons who were born within three years. And for a few months out of the year, their ages are boom, boom, boom. But right now, they are 15, 16, and 18. So we're kind of in the throes of um, raising teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Shauna and I have a lot in common. I have four boys at home and she's got three boys. So we, uh, us, us boy moms got to stick together and <laughs> support each other here. So that is exciting. So you have a lot of experience with raising kids. So maybe you could talk about like when your kids were little and then versus like maybe now as teenagers, what have some of the challenges been during the holidays uh, for you guys? Like How has it been difficult to stay focused on Christ during Christmas and during the holiday season? Well, I think it just is difficult because there's so much, there's so much activity and it's fun activity. I mean, Christmas is super fun from a cultural perspective. It's fun from a church perspective, from a Christian. It's, it's fun stuff. And, you know, moms can tend to get overwhelmed and, and over busy and over scheduled, but, um, Christmas is a, a super fun time of year. So I don't want to disparage the hustle and bustle that comes along. But um, one of my first indications that we needed a family intervention <laughs> to refocus um, was when my my boys were little, we live about 15 miles from the school that my kids go to. So for their entire elementary um, lives, uh, I, we drove you know, we had about a 15, 20 minute drive to school and back every day. And so around Christmas time, I'd pick up the mail, you know, sometimes it would get left in the in the vehicle. And about October, we would get like scads of toy catalogs in the mail. And so they would look at those catalogs to and from school. And one day, uh, they each presented me with handwritten, annotated Christmas lists. And it was like, um, bicycle on page 23 of such and such catalog. And um, one of the one of the lists was on small notebook paper, and he had stapled it like he had bound it like a book. And then he had starred the really important, really important items (laughs) that he wanted to get for Christmas. And so I just thought, okay, I see where this is naturally headed, and that it's all fun stuff. And Quite honestly, I need your Christmas list because I I'm not a very good gift buyer, but it was an indication to me that we needed to focus on why we give gifts, on why we call it Christmas, <laughs> um, and so I did a couple of things. 
first, the first thing I, I started doing was um, reading the Jesus Storybook Bible with them by mm. Sally Lloyd Jones. I know it's um, one of my favorites. I know it's for sure. It's one of my <laughs> favorites too. It's one of my favorites because it's not just good for kids, it's good for adults. Um, yes, absolutely. A Bible teacher that um, has helped me a lot has told me if you teach to children, you get the adults. But if you teach to adults, you'll lose the children. And so oh, I, I, love, I love the Sally Lloyd-Jones Jesus Storybook Bible for that reason, because it it t- talks to kids, but it also ministers to adults. Anyway, in that book, um, I discovered, I think I read it online on somebody's blog, you know, so many years ago, that if you start on with the first story in the Jesus Storybook Bible on December 1st, and just read one story a night, when you get to Christmas Eve, you'll you'll read the third part of the Christmas story. And so for many years, I well, I shouldn't say for many years, um, I make myself sound like I was so intentional about it for so many years, but I, I wasn't necessarily. But that's what we did for several years. Um, we would read the story of God's, um, God's story pointing to Christ, and then its culmination in Jesus coming to earth. Um, so that's how we tried to keep Christ in Christmas um, when the boys were yeah. young. I love that. I didn't realize that you could read that and it would line up exactly with Christmas, the Jesus Storybook Bible. That's really neat. Yeah. Um, and I also love that you mentioned all of the activity and the fun stuff around Christmas. I don't want to discourage anyone from doing all of those things. You know, it's not like put yourself in a little cave and disassociate yourself from the rest of culture and society because there are a lot of fun things and there's lots of family traditions and memories and a lot of value that can come from a lot of those things. But I think the danger is when the gift giving or the gift receiving, I guess, takes precedent over everything else. And that's like the only thing and that's the only reason. I do wonder sometimes like, and I would never do this to my children, but (laughs) if I would just be like, you know what, we're not going to give any gifts this year. We're just going to only focus on Christ. You know, like I feel like that would probably have an opposite effect. I think that that would would probably be, I think it would devastate their Christmas and they would be, (laughs) yeah, I think you're right. They would be so bitter about that Christmas that we only focused on Jesus. And (laughs) so I think taking those traditions and taking those fun things and showing the value in them and relating it to Christ. Like we give gifts because we want to bless each other because God has blessed us and we want to give gifts because God gave us the greatest gift, tying in those those fun things and those traditions and things like that. So yes, so I love that you read the Jesus Storybook Bible. And then, so as your kids have gotten older, has that been more of a challenge? Like what are some things that have kind of- Yeah, it's definitely- d- Detracted from Christmas and, and how have you kind of worked through some of those, those challenges as a family? Yeah, it's definitely been more of a a challenge, particularly because as they get older, they are driving and they have evening activities and, you know, they'll, they'll drive themselves to Wednesday night church or to basketball or, um, you know, whatever sport happens to be going on. So a lot of times your evenings are eaten up by that sort of thing and people don't get home at the same time. And, you know, it might be 10 o'clock and everybody's tired and you really don't have the energy for it. So mornings are sometimes even not an an option because of, you know, 
Thursday morning prayer breakfast or just that you did, they just have different schedules and different activities. So you do have to kind of give yourself some grace and some flexibility. One thing that we did a couple of years ago, John Piper had a daily Advent devotional called Solid Joys, and it was only about two to five minutes long, maybe two to seven minutes. And um, we would listen to those as a family on the nights when we were all home. Did we do it every single night? No. But I am of the firm opinion that consistency matters in the long run. If you can't do an Advent devotional with your family every single day for the entire month of December, my tendency, because my personality, is to give up. And that is wrong. So if we can do it on Tuesday and Thursday and Friday, and then everyone's busy on the weekend and we start over again on Monday, I think that's better than doing nothing. And quite honestly, that has been our approach to family devotions, kind of by necessity, I guess, in some ways. Sure. Yeah. The There's so much grace and flexibility in, you know, just in general, teaching our kids about God. And especially during the holiday season, I feel like moms often feel so much pressure to do all of the things and do all of the advent calendars. And I personally, I love advent calendars. And so I often have multiple, like, well, we're going to do this every day. And then we're going to do this every day. And I have this whole list of things that I want to do every day. And if you want to do that, that's great. Go for it. But there is no pressure to, no pressure to do all the things like just, and your stage of life definitely changes too. Like as your kids are younger and they're home all the time, there's more things that you can do. And as your kids get older, if any of you are listening and have older kids, middle schoolers or teenagers like Shauna does, yeah, give yourself grace and do what you can when you can and and just trust God with the results. Trust God that you are being faithful with what he has given you and the time that he has given you and trust that God is going to, to use that time that you do have, that it's more about quality time than than quantity time, especially as your kids start start getting older. So yeah, I, I my kids are are younger still. My oldest is ten, as I've told you guys before. So I will definitely, as as Sean is talking about, like, oh, the kids are driving here and there. I'm like, oh goodness, it's coming soon. It will be that will be me before before I know it. And but hey, God God gives us grace for every every step of our journey and every stage of parenting Absolutely. that comes along. So I am super excited. Shauna, you have an amazing resource that I want to talk about. As I mentioned in the introduction that you are an author and you have a book that is perfect for this Christmas season. It's called Remarkable Advent. And I would love to talk a little bit about your book. Tell us what it's about, what it's like, and then we can talk about how we might be able to use that in our families this Christmas. So just tell us a little bit about about Remarkable Advent. Sure. Well, Remarkable Advent started as my own exploration to focus my own heart on Christ, because while my kids were making annotated Christmas lists, I was harried and frazzled and really not focusing on Christ myself. So I went to the Gospel of Luke, and I just thought, I'm just going to read slowly. I'm going I'm to slow down. And the first thing that jumped out at me was from Zechariah and Elizabeth's story. And the scripture said, they were righteous and childless. I just thought, wow, I, I have read this a hundred million times before. And what had never occurred to me is that they were obeying God and they didn't have the blessing they most wanted. And that was super important. And 
it just rattled in my soul. And I, I started to, I just started to imagine their situation. And so I began to write it down and retell it to myself as though it were a short story. I started doing that and I thought, you know, maybe I would like to share this with someone. Remarkable Advent is kind of the culmination of, I don't know, about four or five years work for me, um, just exploring the Christmas story, the characters that God chose, looking at how terribly ordinary they were, and just finding encouragement in the fact that God chooses terribly ordinary people with afflictions and struggles to participate in His holy, extraordinary work. There are 25 daily readings in Remarkable Advent, and with each one, I've just kind of retold a scene from the Christmas story one day at a time. So I have the scripture, and then I call it a fictional retelling or um, a biblical vignette. It reads like a short story. And then after that, I have a devotional reflection and a short prayer. And I have to say, I was reading through your book last night, and I really love it. It's um, it, it just pulls you into the story, and it makes you feel like you are right there in biblical times. You're experiencing what Zachariah went through and what Elizabeth went through. I kind of jumped around a little, so I read Mary and Joseph at the very end, and then <laughs> so. But it takes you through the whole story, yeah. And then the devotional part as well afterwards just kind of pulls out some of the truths that you can focus on and think about. And so I am looking forward to reading it this coming month leading up to Christmas and really, really digging in a little bit, a little bit more. You had asked before what we do with our kids as they're older. Last year was the first year this book was in paperback form. And although it felt a little bit weird for me, I think this will be our Advent devotional. And we didn't get to it every night. Um, They haven't, my boys have not read the whole book, (laughs) but I do know that they enjoyed it. And other other families that um, I know personally, some families from my church have read it with their uh, children. And I know that children as young as six years old have been able to enjoy it, you know, that it would provoke thoughts and conversation starters uh, for families in that way. Yeah. And and what children don't love listening to a story. Um, stories are, I'm a firm believer that stories are not just for young children, but for, I mean, adults, we love stories. You know, we watch movies, we listen to radio dramas, you know, like we love stories. And so to assume that our our kids as they get older don't enjoy stories anymore is just nonsense. So I love that it's stories that the kids can really connect with um, and really connect with some of the characters. And so your book um, was initially written, you said, for adults, but you have seen families really being blessed by it. And I think that's great um, to be able to have something that's not just for the kids. It's not just for the adults, but you can really dive in and and use it as a family yeah. together. My goal with the book was to tell the story in a compelling way that would draw people into the scene, but not just to look around at what was there in bi- biblical times, but to be in awe of what God did. If we get a better view of God, we will love Him. And Jesus says, mm-hmm. if you love me, you will obey my commands. <laughs> and it's almost as though, you know, he, I, I thought of that verse for a very long time as though, you know, like Jesus had his ball and he was going to take it away and go home if he didn't obey his commands. You know, well, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. 
But as I have looked at this story and just other various stories in the New Testament, I see the Lord Jesus moving towards people to reveal his goodness. And the response is just awe and worship and a willingness to obey because of what overcomes you. And so my goal with these stories was to somehow stir up that affection for God so that we would be more likely (laughs) to obey Him or to love to obey Him. And um, God has done that work in my life. And and that is my hope for my kids when when I feel so weird about reading these stories to them. And it's also my prayer for, for readers that your affection for God would be stirred and almost as a almost as a side effect, your obedience um, would become a delight. Yeah. And the more we know God, the more we are amazed with his glory and his wonder. And like you said, we can't we can't help it but worship him. And we can't help but want to obey him. And the obedience is not a burden when we when we truly know God. There's a verse in the Bible, and I'm not going to pull the reference off the top of my head, but it talks about those who know their God will take action. And those who know their God will will be obedient. So like, it's not just, we don't just want our kids to read these stories or to hear these stories, you know, just to learn about the culture of the day or just to like, but there's a, there's a goal and there's an end point and that we want them to be amazed with what God has done. And we want them to enter into these stories because they're real. My son the other day said to me, he goes, well, who was the who was the first person that ever lived on earth? And I said, well, who do you, who do you remember from, from our Bible story? You know, like who was the first, the first people that God created? He goes, well, Adam and Eve were the first people, but, but they weren't here on earth. I'm talking about like on earth. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. He thinks that these stories that we're talking about from the Bible took place on a distant planet in a <laughs> magical kingdom far, far away. Called the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Garden of Eden. And I had to explain, no, these stories actually take place here on this earth. And they were real people with real feelings and real problems. And God used them to bring his son into the world. And God used them to bring salvation into the world. And yeah, so, so when we dive into these stories, the goal is not just to understand what the people were going through, but to look through their eyes and to see God and to see how they perceived God and how they came to know God and how God um, used their stories. So I love that so much. So Shauna, tell us where we can find Remarkable Advent and learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, you can find Remarkable Advent on most of your online retailers. If you go to remarkableadvent.com, um, it's much easier to spell than my name. Um, so it will, but it will bring you to my website and it'll bring you straight to the page that will tell you all about um, where you can get Remarkable Advent. When you go to remarkableadvent.com, you can also download a four day sample of the book. So you can get the first four devotional readings for free on your computer. And then, of course, there, you know, if you want to purchase, there are links on that webpage. Um, remarkableadvent.com. And I will have links to to that website as well in the show notes. Very so you good. guys can scroll down and, and click on that. Yeah. Something else um, that may pop up on that page, I, I do have a list of recommended books for Advent reading. You know, one tradition some families like to do is to open a new picture book, um, I think for the, you know, like for the 12 days before Christmas. So I have a few of my favorites that 
we have read over the years um, on those days leading up to Christmas. Shauna, it has been so much fun talking with you today. And we are so thankful that you came to join us. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks for the invitation. It's just been my pleasure. I love talking about this stuff. I'm going to close our episode today in prayer, and I'm praying in the first person so that you can make this a prayer for yourself and for your own children. And you can find a copy of the prayer in the show notes. Lord, it's so easy to get caught up in the distractions and hustle of the Christmas season. We know it's okay to have fun celebrations and traditions with our families, but we don't want those traditions to overshadow the sacrifice you made when you sent Jesus to earth to be our Savior. Please give us meaningful ways to connect with our kids on a deeper level this Christmas as we celebrate the coming of Jesus. So I just want to highlight a few resources for you guys today. Um, We talked about Shauna's book, Remarkable Advent, and you can find it on Amazon or you can go to remarkableadvent.com. And I have both of those links for you in the show notes. Um, The Amazon link is an affiliate link. Shauna also mentioned that you can read through the Jesus Storybook Bible leading up to Christmas, which I was not aware that you could do that. And Sally Lloyd-Jones actually has a new Christmas book for children called the Jesus Storybook Bible Christmas Collection. And it's kind of a shorter version of um, each of the stories in the Jesus Storybook Bible. But then there's some extra Christmas activities and things like that added. And I have a link for that in the show notes as well. So as a family, I have decided that we are going to read through the original Jesus Storybook Bible together. And I actually just had to order a new copy because our original copy was very well loved and it was falling apart at the seams. And if you go to Sally Lloyd-Jones's webpage, she has a set of free printable ornaments that you can print out Um, for your kids to color. So I printed out four copies of the ornaments so that my kids could each have their own copy to color while we read the story from the Jesus Storybook Bible each evening. And I have a link to her webpage in the show notes as well. Our featured book for this episode is Remarkable Advent by Shauna Lettler. And here's what Shauna has to say about her book. Do you want to experience the Christmas story in a new way? What if we peered through history's frosted window and felt astonished by Jesus' birth once again? In Remarkable Advent, Shauna Lettler drapes the fabric of imagination over the framework of Scripture, bringing the Christmas story to life through 25 devotional readings. With breathtaking imagery and a fresh take on Scripture, this Christmas devotional will prepare your heart to celebrate God's greatest gift. So I am really excited about something new that we're going to try here on the Family Bible Connection. I have set up a phone number for you to call and leave a message for me. I would love to hear from you about a family tradition in your home that you do around the Christmas holidays. So call the phone number that I'm going to give you in just a minute and just leave a brief message and tell me what is a holiday tradition, a Christmas tradition in your family that helps you to focus on Christ and helps you to stay centered on Christ throughout the season. It could be a resource that you use, a devotional book, um, maybe an advent calendar or a Jesse tree kind of thing. Um, So give me a call and let me know. And I am going to use those recordings in the next few episodes of our podcast. So if you call and leave a message, keep listening over the next few weeks and you just might hear your message right here on the podcast. So I would love to hear from you guys. So the phone number is 717-723-9338. 
I will have a link in the show notes, but I'm gonna, I'll repeat it again, 717-723-9338. So go ahead and give me a call. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me for the Family Bible Connection with Laurie Christine, where together as moms, we will cling tightly to Jesus as we create a Christ-centered culture in our home. If you found value in this episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a written review in iTunes, and then share this episode with a friend. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources to help you create a Christ-centered culture in your home, go to familybibleconnection.com.